Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. It's so nice of you, Steve. You always let me say what number episode it is. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> You're welcome. It's my little special thing that I get at the top of the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's 186. That's right. One more to be lethal. You know what I'm saying, Steve? I do. According listen. to our, our 90s uh, gangster rap friends. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Oh boy, I remember back in the day, I'd be able to throw a rock farther than you could see, Steve. Dude, now, listen. Now I'm just uh, sitting in a chair like Phil Collins. Oh, Dan. What? I- am I lying? That's mean. What? I just said he's sitting in a chair. He's I know. Sitting in a chair. But come on. Now, don't put a spin on it, sir. Don't do that. <laughs> it's too early in the show. Remember, I told you a long time ago how, how depressing it was watching it. Yeah, you're the one I thought of. Oh, I yeah. saw a video. You know what's messed up, dude? What's that? I saw a video of. <laughs> okay, Go ahead. I saw a video of him performing live on this last Domino tour, right? Uh huh. And he's in the chair, and he's singing "I Can't Dance." <laughs> that ain't right, bro. <laughs> That's not cool. You know they put that up on purpose. <laughs> But the thing is, he doesn't even really sing. He pulls the mic away from him. Well, doesn't he say that too? I can't sing. He sings that too. Dang. He can't do either of these things. I, I just wouldn't. He doesn't need the money. I'm not sure why he, why he did it. I don't know, but Peter Gabriel was in the audience for their last show. I wonder what old Peter Gabriel was thinking. I mean, here's what I'll say. I don't know how, that's a baffling one to me. Peter Gabriel's like massive, like when he could put on a, a show and feel like 60,000 I didn't like how is he that famous he had know. a few good albums I guess but there's other people with a few good albums that don't do that or the yeah they have those albums and then they just kind of go away yeah he can still like I don't understand his enduring thing could he though still feel yes for sure I saw him back in the 90s man like like what was it the WOMAD festival in uh, I don't remember what it stands for in uh, Golden Gate Park and it was dope because that's when his big albums were out, big time, and all that kind of I stuff. I love that song. So he was in one of those like uh, inflatable hamster balls. Of course, and he was. he was just like floating all over the uh, the crowd there. You know what happened today? I'm kind of freaking out right now. Huh? This makes me sound gross, and I'm sorry, but something happened. Uh oh. So I put on my headphones, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like setting up and everything, getting ready to wait for you for 45 minutes to set up and get your shit together before we start recording. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that, man. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm I'm there and I'm I'm just kind of like concentrating on what I'm doing and I feel like a in my left can <laughs> and I fucking open it up, dude, and I'm like, what is that? And all of a sudden, a little moth flies out of my I, headphone. I know you're like, whoa. Well, here's the deal. I said flies out. I'm not sure it did. That's the thing because I was like, ah, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. So I I did a swipe and. I mean, it's not like they're all dirty or anything, but I'm not sure if it flew away or retreated back into the can. So now that I'm sitting here, I'm totally conscious of my left ear, and I'm thinking that this thing's going to crawl into my fucking ear and take over like uh, Chekhov in uh, Star Trek Three. I mean, I think I'm, I'm right pretty sure it dipped out, G. I hope. I hope it was a moth. I think it was a moth. We don't have a lot of bugs in the house or anything. I don't know how this dude decided to 
take up you know residence in my in my left can. But that it's is scary, dude. It's I kind know, of a nightmare you, of mine, actually, to have a bug I, crawl into my ear. You know, I I know roaches do that sometimes. But <gasps> I, oh fuck! I, what was like? What if? I mean, I don't think we have roaches, but what if it was like a little baby roach, dude? Dude, dude. Oh, I'm freaking out now. Because you hear it. I know they say that you hear it like biting on your like in your head, and oh, but then they but then you go to a doctor, they get it right out. Oh, dude. You can't deal with that. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell myself that it's not that. I haven't seen any roaches around here. We have a exterminator. I think I'm saying this more for the people listening than me because I know what I do. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to think about of it. Of course. Got one of them houses. There's eggs well, upon eggs on the wall. The funny thing is, it reminds me of, I, t- I think I told the water bottle story on the podcast. Which one? Unless I've just told everyone except you guys. It's very possible, Steve. I don't know what's <laughs> going to come out of your mouth next. <laughs> I think we both have the same hydro flask, right? And so mm-hmm. I had my hydro flask in my, I, I was like looking all over for it, dude. Cause I knew I had nice ice cold water in that piece. Oh, and it's good when it's all cold. Oh, it's so good. So <laughs> I, I found it in my trunk and I was like, Oh, finally I got it. And I started drinking it and I felt something slurp through the mouthpiece. No. <laughs> And I was like, what the heck is that? And so I started spitting it out, and it was a huge pincher bug. Fuck. That's a nightmare for me. I hate those pincher bugs. Dude. They don't pinch, though. If we get bugs in the house, and it's very rare, that's what will usually show up. You're like, what's going on? You're sitting in the office, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, I'm going to walk by your toes. You motherfucking bug. They don't even bother me. They do not they bother there? me. What do they do? Why do they exist? They're there for something. If you took them all away, something would, uh, the, the numbers would be out of control, I'm pretty sure. Ugh. Of the thing that they're trying to protect us from? Yes. They're not really. They're just predatory and they're, that's what they eat. But yeah, they're protecting us from who knows what. Maybe it's the next pandemic. I mean, here's what I will say. Every time like when I do see a little bug into, in the house, I get pretty mad at my spiders in the garage. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing, man? How did this oh, get that's past right. you, Mister Mister Pet Spiders? Because you won't kill them. Yes, but they get a lot of them, though. Now I will say it went for. I told you they went for the big game one time. I walked through a door and it was all Black Widow net, and I was like, "Oh, you going for that big black game now, aren't you?" <laughs> Saw me walking around. He's like, "Man, I look scrumptious." <laughs> I picture your garage looking like kind of equivalent to what Ben Affleck is doing in Deep Water, except for spiders. Oh no. <laughs> It's not that many, unfortunately. I would. I have like, I think in my garage, visible, I have two. And I expect them to handle that business. Do you name them? No. Maj almost, because there was one Black Widow that got so big that he's like, we might want to send this to like Fresno State. You know what I think you should name one of them? What's that? Natasha. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hmm? Not bad, right? I mean, if you're going to keep them as pets. I mean, I'd wait for it to die. Then I could. You could pick it up and then like drop it really, really far down. <laughs> Go, no! No! <laughs> Have Maj dress up like the... Uh... the what was that thing called? <laughs> what was Hellboy's name? It wasn't... Red, uh, God damn it. Red, it's Red Skull, right? But it wasn't Red Skull. I it was something else, yeah. You just lost your spider. He, a matter of fact, he, he saw X. And did he like it? He said it was good. You haven't seen it yet, huh? I haven't seen it. 
What's your problem, dude? Dude, they normally have horror movies at 11.30. Their latest showing for X is 10. Yeah, but you have like the weekend. Yeah, but I have to. You have the mornings. I have to get these songs ready for the band all weekend. I do have mornings. I got to find out. But man, I don't want to watch no freaking horror movie in the morning in a freaking movie theater. I feel you. Hey, you know what? I did it. You know why I did it? Why? Because a podcast called for it, Steve. Duty called. <laughs> and you know that's why I watched Drive My Car. No, that's you know, that's true. But then you got all soft on me. It was wonderful. It was marvelous. Yeah, you know what? I'm done bagging on that movie. Congratulations to it for winning an Oscar. For- oh, Jesus. I was so mad at that freaking show. Dune won all <laughs> those. Hold on. Let me get to this real quick. If you want to you go there first, should we talk about the Oscar winners? Sure. The important Oscar winners, because that, that yeah. freaking telecast was 120 years long. That fucking circus. We'll talk about a lot of stuff from that. Oh, we got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's start from the Oscars. So best picture, Steve, I, I know you haven't seen it yet, but I'm fully, fully on board for this here. It was Goes Dakota. Dude, I so want to see that movie. Oh, I want to see that movie. If you wanted to see that movie, Steve, I think you would have already seen That's it. That's not true. I, I, you know what's funny? I was going to get Apple TV because they used to have, uh, they, di- they already discontinued it. They used to have a yearly membership where you could do it for like $50 and not have to deal with the monthly thing, but they discontinued it. So you have to do the monthly. So best actor. Well, <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's skip that one for a sec. I'll just tell you. It was Will Smith for King Richard. Best actress, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I haven't seen that movie, but I have seen some of it. Was it good? We lived it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to like relive it again. Andrew Garfield, Jessica Chastain. Um, I mean, I, she definitely looked the part. And compared to who do we got here? Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Snooze Fest, by the way. Uh, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Oh, thank goodness. What are we talking about I'm so glad. You know, but then again, you know, who the shocker, Olivia Coleman didn't take it this year for The Lost Daughter. You'd think Olivia Coleman just walks in and his hand or the Oscar. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, why did you other folks even show up? Right. Yeah. And then Penelope Cruz was the other from uh, Madres Peralales, I think is what it's called. I. How many of those movies have you seen? I have seen Spencer. Thank you very much. what made you watch spencer do you do it for a podcast no gail wanted to watch it how did she like it she liked it like i liked a phantom menace i think i liked it i think it's pretty good (laughs) and you thought it was a snooze fest she found it was interesting and the story of diana is interesting it's just it's one of those okay maybe i just don't like a slow-paced movie that's what that's what i'm sensing from you dan even though you you did end up like you liked midsummer yeah, uh, you always throw in Midsummer, and I don't really think that's a slow-paced movie. Oh, dude. Was... In comparison to what you we just talked about, no, it's not a slow-paced movie. I understand, but uh, I'm saying you like, you don't, you will watch a slow-paced movie and dig a slow-paced movie. I Certainly, if it's doing something for me. <laughs> yeah, it has to do something for Which, it's that's everybody. Everybody has the, just like all the, I mean, here's the thing. Apparently, Licorice Pizza did a lot for a lot of people. <laughs> you know, it just didn't do anything for me. Or me. Just want to put that on record. And I'm so again. glad that they didn't win anything. Did they win something? I don't. I know we'll get to it. I'm not, yeah. I don't think so. And I don't. I'm kind of glad. Anyway, <laughs> uh, best original song, "No Time to Die" by Billie Eilish and Phineas. Phineas is a man in demand these days, Dave. Everyone's trying to get him to record their stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I have a feeling that you're saying that on a, uh, for lack of a better word, uneducated opinion. No, I, I'm educated now. 
Yeah, you've been paying attention to Phineas? I had to, because I couldn't. The, my thing is, I was like, uh, there was a video on YouTube about how he creates his music. Yeah. I was like, well, let me listen to some of his music. He's not, let me tell you something. He's talented. Yeah, I know. There it is. That That's why, yes, he's a talented young man. He can. Hater. You're a hater, Steve. I'm saying he's talented. Oh, fucking armchair expert over here. <laughs> I'm saying he's talented. He's like, he's, yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know what? Why am I defending Phineas? I don't give a shit. I mean, three six mafia won a freaking Academy Award. It's it's what it is, and it's not going to be the days where Purple Rain was. No, those days are over, man. We're not going to get soundtracks like that. Best animated feature goes to Encanto. Oh, I heard that was so good. It's good, but let's let's calm down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, I've heard it was like amazing. It's great. It's it's there. It goes now. It's great. No, no, actually, great. <laughs> <laughs> now he's pulling it back again. It's, no, it's great. great. I'm serious. It's it's a it's an enjoyable movie. I'll okay. Say yeah, it's enjoyable. All right. So best director. This is interesting because I well, it's not only interesting because I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard a lot of people go, which is the power of the dog. Jane Campion, best I director get- for Power of the Dog, and I think that's one of those movies that would just infuriate me if I watched it now. I tried ten minutes of it. Yeah, you told me that. I've heard a few. Uh, excuse me. I've heard a few people actually say that they've tried just a few minutes of it and they just they I'm, they didn't see it. I gotta finish whatever, it. Yes, for whatever reason, at least Paul Thomas Anderson didn't win. You know, and Campion just needs to write her acceptance speeches because she always ends up saying some dumb crap. Did you watch the? Did you? You didn't watch the? Uh, I watched Oscars, the, the acceptance speech. Oh, okay, all right. And I was like, why she has to just like she told Kevin Costner something's like, well, that was a lot. I was like, what? The? <laughs> I think she just, and then the last time she did that Venus insert, I'm like, what, like, just right, I want, I, maybe that's why she hasn't, you know, done it. Yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. All, All right. right. Leaving lots alone today. Uh, international feature film, I already talked about it, but your movie, your, your boy, uh, your movie Drive. Yeah! Car, international feature film. Boom. Winner of the Oscar. Congratulations, boring ass movie. Oh, okay, what go. else? We got Best Supporting Actress. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. I want to live in America. Did you watch it yet? <laughs> no. I have it. Well, if you have Disney Plus, everyone has it. I haven't had the. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. It's not going. Dan, watch me. So I'm going to listen to other things. I guess it, it that's that. my. Th- I'm more. Pa- I'm glad that she won, though. I'm yeah, very no, glad she won. Hey, I like musicals. I just don't know if I really want to get down with that just yet. Yes. Other things. Other fish to fry. Uh, best supporting actor again, Steve. You would really probably agree with this so much if you saw it. But Troy, uh, is it Kotzer? I believe Kotzer for Coda. Beautiful speech too. Didn't see it. Huh. I didn't see it. I was driving home, by the way. Like, I would have actually watched the Oscars, but I was driving home. I took my daughter back from Davis. So you were driving your car. I was driving my car. (laughs) That's right. I was driving my car. I was was talking to my mom on Uh the way home when I get this. I see you call through. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'll get back to him because I had a, I didn't know if it, I didn't know what was about to happen or what just happened. Yes. But I had a feeling you were going to talk to me about something else that happened. And I'm like, I got a lot to say. So I'll just wait and I'll call. OK, <clears throat> so I didn't. Anyway, I didn't see the Oscars yet. And I and I honestly, it, it's just I don't I don't know. This is going to be enough for me because I just think that all these people that I'm reading off right now really didn't get a chance to shine and i'll just say that so best documentary features steve uh-huh. summer of soul and i agree with that 100%. oh no quite we but it was coming though we knew but it. what are your thoughts of uh let it be not being in it um, excuse me not let it be get back was get back in the time frame i believe it was in december i mean dude let me tell you something 
I I just have a feeling they were just putting things out just to rival Summer of Soul. And at a certain point, they're like, uh, Summer of Soul and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. no one's going to. It was almost a given. Summer of Soul's taking that award. Even though Questlove was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not counting my. Until I get up on that stage, I'm not even thinking about. But, I mean, he, yeah, is. I would have liked Get Back on that. I'm No, no, no. I'm glad Get Back wasn't in this. I'm really glad. Because that's just, I'd rather, I want Summer of Soul to win. Uh, best original screenplay goes to Belf- Belfast, which I have not seen. I can't believe they won. Well, you know what? Don't Look Up didn't win. Licorice Pizza didn't win. Um, the only one that I haven't seen here is The Worst Person in the World. Gosh, I want to see that movie. I don't even know what that one's about. Oh, I want to see that movie. Kenneth Branagh knows how to make a movie that people will want to have an Oscar for. Do we give a shit about the original score? You know, Hans Zimmer, your favorite movie, Dune. Dude, I don't understand how... You're having a day. This is one of those things where it's just like, come on, man. But I am glad... A lot of the winners, I was really... Even though I hadn't seen the movies, I was happy that they won. I was like, you know what? That That's good. But then, like, it seems like the Oscars just drag on, man. They do. They, they just forever, go, which is why I don't really go. watch them. I mean, here's what I will say: at least something <laughs> happened that yeah, at least something broke happened. the monotony of all these. <laughs> Everyone's going to watch the Oscars next year. Yeah, because it's going to be like uh, WrestleMania or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, like I said, Will Smith just wanted to drop a little something to break the monotony. The monotony being Chris Rock's jaw. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second. So okay. I'm actually kind of curious. We we kind of flirted with it when we were talking the other night. Yes. But we it, it was still fresh, and I needed to see it. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any opinions on it. And I also wanted to let it marinate for a while. So uh-huh. it's not like people don't know what the hell we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, everyone's talking about it. Will Smith and Chris Rock had a little little mishap at the Oscars. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, You know, I was going to play this through Share, but because... Our uh, Riverside's being an asshole today. I'm going to play it this way. Let's just let's just go down here. Here we go. Okay. Let's go down with what happened. <laughs> go right. through it, rather. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. <laughs> <laughs> he is praying that Will that was a good one. wins. Like, please, Lord. He's got Will's attention. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? Now he's laughing. I'm nothing. I'm nothing joke. (laughs) Right. He is smiling. Nothing joke. Okay, now let's talk about this because people have mentioned. I really wish that we had the the same visual, but of course you could pull it up if you want to, and you've probably watched it a hundred times. So what I see right here is him smiling, excuse me, laughing, like laughing with a joke and not in a way where it's like, oh, I'm embarrassed, but I'm going to go ahead and smile this one off. I find him genuinely laughing at this joke because it goes on for a while. You know, like a fake laugh, you're going to put your your uh, your lines down a little bit quicker, your smile lines. You know what I mean? Um, I I have a feeling that it was like, like uh, it's just like when you're a seat filler, they tell you to do all these laughs. They're like, all right. Everybody in the beginning, laugh like you heard something really funny and the whole crowd has to laugh. All right. La- yeah. I think this was a pre-recorded. Oh. Yeah. It was a pre-recorded. Like, hey, laugh like everything's funny. Laugh okay. like. Yeah. I think and you can actually speak. You can speak on that because you've sat in these seats. Yeah. For it was. A, I think it was a pre-record. So they do that. They just go, okay, everybody smile. And uh-huh. they take some 
Wow. Okay. I did not know and, that. And they'll say, hey, uh, stand up and give a standing ovation as if somebody really, really important just walked on stage. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just pulling the veil back from the Oscars. And I such. know. Okay. All right. Let's see what else happens here. It's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. So I was talking over it really quickly, but I'm sure y'all know. But just in case you've been living under a rock, Chris Rock looked over at Jada Pinkett Smith and who is now bald. We'll talk about that. And he says, Jane, G.I. Jane coming soon or something like that. He re- he may say a, a G.I. Jane joke, but it's very innocent. I think. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Oh, Richard. <laughs> Here comes Will. And smack. Oh, wow. Now, I will say when you asked me the other night if that's fake. I wasn't sure because I had to look and see. You know how like in, in a wrestling when they're going to smack yes. somebody and they'll stomp yes. their foot? Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, is this a bit? That's what I'm thinking right now. Maybe this is a bit. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I was thinking. You know, because we've got Bel Air out. It's a little bit of a rougher Will Smith in this, you know? A little more street. I this don't know. is Yeah, this is more of a you saw my blinker Will Smith. But here's the thing. Doesn't, doesn't a Chris Rock have something he's promoting right now? Oh, yeah, a tour. With Kevin Hart. So I'm thinking to myself, maybe they're just going to do a little little bit here. Absolutely. So that way they draw some attention to the show. Okay. What else? Here, here we go. Wow. Then this happens. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Lupita's like, uh-oh. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. No! I'm going to, okay? All right. That's pretty much it for now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, oh, actually, you know what? Let me give this to Chris real quick. <laughs> I could, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Because okay. really, what are you going to say after something like that? There's so much he could have said. Yeah, but I'm thinking he took the, the, the high road on this one. He, he did, but there's a lot. As a comedian, there's a lot you could say. Well, he just got the shit slapped out of him, too, though. By Will Smith. But Yeah, by Will Smith, but okay. <laughs> Steve, what are your thoughts on this? I think, okay, number one, there's two amazing sides. Number one, it's always good to see somebody stick up for their woman. It's always good to see somebody willing to go that far for your woman. Now, that being said. That hits home, by the way. I'll just let you know that. Absolutely. Now, that being, yeah, at least he didn't have a a homeboy that would be like, start tossing hand grenades on stage. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but uh, here's the thing. After that, though, do you... he would not have done that if The Rock made that joke. Yeah. If Snoop made that joke. If Momoa Q, makes that joke. If Momoa, if Dr. Dre. <laughs> you got to go be, up there for he, Dre. No. He doesn't do it like someone made a point. Any white comedian on that stage, he's not going up there and slapping them. Guaranteed. He chose his mark. Like, so many things had to go through his mind. Be like, okay, I'm very upset. And a million things went through his mind, even if he's like, I didn't think about that. In the background, it did. He'd be like, oh, you can totally get away with this. And Chris Rock ain't going to do nothing, too. Because also, they've had a relationship for 30 years. They've also had some, some jabs 
back and forth. Yeah, and and you think, okay, well, let me go up there, and and if you really, if he really wanted to make a point, slapping is not going to necessarily do the thing. It's it's one of those where it's just like, okay, he's here is what. Will Smith thought was the hardest thing he could do at that very moment in time. But again, I don't think he should have done it. I do believe that it unfortunately diminished what happened next, which was, you know, Questlove winning. It overshadowed that win, which is huge. Then it overshadowed his win. If I and, may, yeah. it overshadowed everyone's win. Everyone's win. It made it about you and your wife. Yes. That's what you made. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, like, imagine he didn't slap him, and then during the speech, he's just like, he really makes a very pointed jab at, you know, what his wife's going through and how it's just distasteful for Chris to do that. Now it makes all the headlines. Now, exactly, and he did it, he would have done it in a classy way. I guess you can call it classy if you're going to go up on stage and defend your, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He is, I agree with you that you are compelled to defend your spouse. I get that. So there's much. no I question. I don't understand how much I get that. No question. And you know, so, but at the same time, there's a time and a place. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And he, so yes, I think maybe for the most effect, it probably would have been the best to do the, what you just described, go up there, take the high road and just put little Chris rock in his place right in front of everybody and That's make it. him feel like shit on the other side. I know that it's been out in the media and whatnot, but I'll, I'll be honest. I just found out about it. I did not know that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia. So, <sighs> Who's to say that Chris Rock did? I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying, you know, but I do know that that is part of the protocol of going to these award shows, sitting in the front row during a monologue and, hey, Will Smith's here tonight, blah, blah, blah. There's a joke about, you know what I'm saying? I get that. But who's to say that Rick, that uh, Chris Rock even knew about that? I don't think he would have done that. I've seen Chris Rock enough to know that he's not going to, he's not going to like down punch. No, he's not Ricky Gervais. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you have there's all these different factors going on here, but I think the fact of the matter is is that there's a concerning thing to me that's going on with this right now. First of all, I think that Will Smith should have been fucking ejected from the awards. Now, a matter of there's a there's a there's a conversation on whether or not, you know, he should have gotten his Oscar. To me, that's kind of irrelevant. If you earned that, fuck it. Go for it. But or you know, they're talking about maybe stripping him of it, whatever. I don't know. But I think he should have been ejected. And it makes me wonder now why that didn't happen. Is it because it was Will Smith? Absolutely. Celebrities are different. That was a prime example of the Hollywood elite right there. Yeah, you can get away with anything. You know, you're giving anyone the opportunity to walk up on stage and just commit a straight up violent act, an assault. Yeah. And then the motherfucker goes back down and celebrates the rest of the night. To the Wednesday point where there are pictures of him and, and Jada just laughing it up and dancing after at an after party. Everyone consoled him. And then Denzel comes up to him. Yes, yes. And it tells him, you know, hey, uh, when the what do you say? When you when you're on your top, that's when the that's when the the devil comes for you or something like that. Bradley Cooper went up to him. Somebody else went up to him during the commercial. There's video of that. And I'm just like, who went up to Chris Rock? You okay, man? I'm wondering, do people not like him? I don't know, but it really really bothered me because and I, you know what honestly a lot of bothers me about this the, the whole meme culture that's going on right now that's making light of this shit i get it it's something to talk about on the internet it's the new bernie sanders sitting in a chair whatever the fuck you want to call it but it's it's just it's kind of tasteless dude because it's like a, and it's not to say that i've never posted tasteless shit so i'm not trying to be on a high horse but the whole situation combined bothers me because it's like we are giving permission now 
for people to go up there and just do whatever the fuck. I mean, you know, it was crazy enough when Kanye used to get up and steal the microphone from like Taylor Swift or something like that. And we've, we've had, you know, incidences of that throughout the years. But now, for the first time ever, I think, a violent act has been committed on Oscars. Now, I kind of think the Oscars are bullshit, I'll be honest with you. But for, this, for the sake of this conversation, it's the prestigious award show that we all watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, man. I just think that it's it's opening up that the fact that they didn't do anything that he walked away with nothing, not even a slap on the wrist. He walked away with an of, award. Yeah, he walked away with a fucking award. That is positive <laughs> reinforcement, dude. I, yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get what the fuck's going on with Hollywood and why they would choose to do something like that. Chris Rock has uh, decided that he's not going to press charges. I think he's just going off of the snitches get stitches policy. But like, I mean, yeah, at, that point, yeah. at that point, at that point. Or maybe he felt bad because, you know, he didn't know about the alopecia thing. So he's like, ah, you know, my bad. But we don't need him to say that he was assaulted because we see it. We saw it. There's video of it. And I just don't get why this is like funny and not like bothersome. You know what I mean? And you know, I'm not like, I don't have a stick up my ass or anything about this. But for some reason, when I had a chance to chew on this, it just, it kind of pissed me off. Because at first, and I think this is coming from having to, you know, um, have an op- I had an opportunity in the past to defend my wife. I never really talked about this on the show, but another podcast came at my wife for some bullshit, mentioned her and me by name, and went off about it while people that I somewhat respected allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And so believe me when I say that I kind of understand where Will came from a little bit, although I don't agree with the way he did anything that night, but... It's a fine line, Steve, and I think that Will really fucked up in this one. Maybe he, he I don't know if he fucked did. his career up because we've... We, Hell no. We, we, no, because we continually reward people. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Louis C.K., put your dick away real quick. I got a job for you. You no know what question. I mean? Yeah, it's over. Those days, he's going to be, if anything, Chris Rock's career. It's not going to be ruined at all, but people are going to make fun of him forever. Ever. He is for, now the guy that got slapped on the No Oscars. question. It's the over. very first person to be assaulted on the Oscars. Hi, Chris Rock. How's it going? Exactly. Then there's, and then the thing is, it doesn't help that he was assaulted by Will Smith. Yeah. It just doesn't help. If he was assaulted, if he was assaulted by like uh freaking uh Momoa, like you said, Momoa, let's go with Jason Momoa. Then it's like, well, what is he supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, hey, Momoa, you're weak sauce for going after him. But since he was kind of assaulted by Will Smith and kind of was like, whoa, what, huh? People are going to make fun of him for sure. But I will say, um, here's what the Oscars should have thought about. If a seat filler would have walked up and slapped Chris Rock, what would you guys have done? What would you they do? Would have been like, exactly. If they're like, oh, we would have done Well, then you should have done exactly the same thing to Will Smith then. Exactly the same thing. Because if, if if Chris Rock made fun of a seat filler's girlfriend and the seat filler got up and slapped, it would have been a totally different conversation. The conversation would be like, in the Oscars, we're like, anyway, we just let him go home. People would be acting a fool. They'd be like, I don't care what he said about his wife. He shouldn't have gone up there and slapped Chris Rock. But Will Smith is a celebrity. It doesn't count. He's a super celebrity. He's yeah, one of does the biggest not celebrities. It's sad. And it's... <laughs> it's it's a weird thing because again i get will smith sticking up for his wife i totally get it. i get but the thing, and i can understand if he flew off the handle in the past and i'm like man he's trying to he's trying to contain his temper 
And like Shannon Sharp said, he's like, he, Shannon Sharp straight up, he pretty much alluded to, I bet you he doesn't do that to me. I'm like, well, hell no, you wouldn't do that to Shannon Sharp. Let's go back in time for just a second, though, Steve. Remember, that's kind of his go-to move. If you'll recall, I think it was in Italy. Oh, the kid that kissed him? Yeah. The guy that kissed him, and, and Will slapped the shit out of him then, too. So Will is a slapping the shit out of you kind of guy. As long as he can get away with it. Right. As right. long as he can get away with it, he's the right one. And like Shannon Sharp said, he's like, look, there's a guy that was boning your wife, and you did nothing about that. Do you think that Will is deep watering right now? Uh, you, you know I, what I'm saying? And yes, if you guys don't know what I'm yeah. talking about, there's a movie that's out on Hulu right now. We talked about it recently, but it's Ben Affleck and uh, Ana de Armas, and they're in this like open relationship. And uh, spoilers, it doesn't go well. So anyway, <laughs> do you think do you think that could be it? You know, because he's been he's been cucking for a while now, and I'm not sh- I'm not shaming anything. Like that's no, if he's because down. People are like, yeah, because, I mean, there's that whole other side of it, too, where there's like there's the joke going around about, oh, well, you know, Will will let her take a bunch of dicks, but he won't let her take a joke or whatever. I think that kind of that part's a little bit on the irrelevant side, especially if you're like consensual about it. it you know did, what I'm but, the, but by the way he reacted, though, I don't know how much uh, Will digs that. I don't know how much he dug the ish the thing that his wife was doing. Yeah, no, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So like, it's kind of like that movie Deep Water where he's sort of, uh, it's coming to a head at this point. Oh, yeah. He's, well, uh, he's yes. taken enough of it. I mean, he's been put into that, that cuck joke a lot. Yes. And, you know, that's got to like, ding his pride a lot every time that comes up it stings what was it like two years ago when all that was going down uh-huh. I mean, he was like for uh, maybe bad choice of words but assaulted with jokes constantly about that shit i'm not making excuses for him I'm trying to factor all that shit in so I, I don't know man i just feel like maybe that was the final straw oh because it's been done to me like in the media and in magazines not that they make magazines twitter whatever you want to say uh, reddit yes but now it's right in front of my face With a guy who is, I could probably, I have four or five inches on. Yeah, he weighs like 25 pounds wet. Bingo. That's that's the secret there. That's the big, he was waiting for the right opportunity with the right person. Mm -hmm. And I think he absolutely found it. And the tough part is, you know, he's, I want to see where this river flows. Like, where do people consider, does, because I really do believe Chris Rock is going to get the crap into the stick. I really believe it. I think people are going to be like. When they're making jokes up on stage, the dope joke is going to be like, the good part is going to come to Will Smith. They're going to be like, oh, Will, don't hit me. And then they're going to make fun of Chris Rock. Be like, well, what is Chris Rock going to do? Like, he's going to be the butt of that joke. No question. Will Smith comes out on top on this. And watching his acceptance speech, yes, something is going on. On that note. For this moment, I thank you on behalf of... Richard and, and Orsine, the entire Williams family, um, thank you. Uh, uh, Hoping Academy invites me back. Oh, Will Smith. Okay, got sorry. I was thinking I was going to pull it up right there. But speech. yeah, we'll just talk about it. So I don't need to play it. Google that shit. YouTube yeah, it if you want to watch. Something it. was up. I'm not saying he's crazy. We all have mental issues sometimes. Mental illness sucks, and it could be anything. What could be eating him up like that, you know? So it's like, there's just so much going on with this situation right now because you've never seen Will Smith act like this. Before, never. At least in public on yes. television and whatnot, you know? So yes. maybe maybe people that know him have a completely different story on the guy. Oh, no, he really kind of is that whole West Philadelphia shit. But like, because he's crying, dude. So what's the crying about? Is it the fact that he's embarrassed himself? And I think he's just emotional. Like, I've never, I've never slapped somebody and then 
and then cried from the like when he's saying keep my wife's name out your mouth he was like his voice was shaking like he was almost emotional there so it's like okay i've never i don't know what he's going through right i don't know because jada seemed totally like whatever like whatever Uh, you know what i'm saying and maybe he's trying to i don't know what's going through his brain but I know one thing that the only thing that makes it all the way like, I don't know if I buy any of this, uh, this jazz where people are like, well, you know, you can only push a man too far. No, it was Chris Rock. If he would have done that to anyone else, then I would be like, oh, he was just at a breaking point. He chose his mark carefully. There's no way he does that to anybody else except Kevin Hart. Maybe. I don't know. It just depends who your circle is. I know Chris Rock doesn't have that circle, but I mean, you don't do that to a bigger comedian. You just don't. He chose his mark. Let me try this one more time. Was a fierce defender of his family. All right, let me pause real quick. This is just me, Steve. Call me crazy. (laughs) But if I'm in Will Smith's situation, and I walk up on stage to accept that award. I'm not entirely sure I'm going to start off with, I defend my family. I'm not saying I don't get to it eventually. But I would have walked up and maybe been like, uh, hey, you guys heard any good jokes lately? Or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think he was just broken. He's Something, something is not going I don't know what's going on, but I'm sure we're going to, I mean, after his apology, he just sent out on Twitter or I guess on Instagram, something's going wrong. He's like, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm trying to get better. I'm not perfect. You know, I'm going through counseling or whatever the crap he said. So something's going on, dude. Did he say, I feel like I'm swimming in deep water. (laughs) I joke about it. But again, if that's their arrangement, that's their arrangement. I don't know if it's an I mean, do we know or that it's it an, an arrangement? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, I'm <laughs> serious, though. That's the thing. Is it like a deep water situation? Dude. I don't know. I'm not trying to throw any <laughs> any, uh, any gas on the fire. But it does beg the question, kind of. At least for me. It, I need... I think... <laughs> I, I, I know that... I know that Venus and... and uh, Venus and Serena's dad actually sent out something about it too. Yeah, not condoning violence. I saw not that. trying. And the thing is, I know even in his brain when they when they won, he's probably because he, all he thinks all he, he is is his daughters are everything. So I'm sure he's like, of course this idiot ruins the moment. Of course, the time we get an Oscar, this guy is going to do that. Really, you know, I get that. And so a lot of things just are wrapped up in Will Smith and. You know, what is ultimately his ego. Yeah. The quote, by the way, by Richard Williams is, we don't know all the details of what happened, but we don't condone anyone hitting anyone else unless it's in self-defense. That's it. And okay, that's my other question. Like, Chris, what are you doing, bro? Like, not defending himself? Yes! I think he took the high road, man. (laughs) he, He was the host, right? Yes. No, 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 no. He wasn't the host. The other, I think the other three were. See, I didn't watch it, so I was I have no knowledge of who hosted it. Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and someone else. Okay, so he just came out like for a segment then? I guess it was a segment. Okay, wow. Well, at least he didn't have to, did he? Okay, here's a question. Did he come back out? 
I don't think so. I know Amy Schumer came out. I was like, I just went and got a Coke. Did I miss something? <laughs> See, that's fucking great. <laughs> that's, I mean, She's like, it's not because you have to break the ice. You have to. I mean, but dude, Chris, man. I don't know. I think he took the high ground. If I was his homies, I'd be like, we got to have a talk, man. Maybe. But at the same time, (laughs) he made a bad situation stay that level of bad versus making it a worse situation. You know what I'm saying? And here's my opinion on that, dude. I mean, just just what? A couple of years ago, they were talking about, again, what's the quote? But, you know, it was when Jada was talking about how, like, there's not enough. Oh, God. What was the quote, Steve? Not enough black people in the Oscars or something like that, right? Yes. Oh, yes. So right after that is, okay, here's another thing. And I'm being serious about this because the Academy essentially is just a bunch of white men, right? Uh White old men. Do you think they're like, they're sitting in their little console watching this shit going, okay, what the fuck do we just do? Because if we we send someone in to take him out, that is going to not make us look good because of what they said before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I really think that that might play something into it, but it's it's still... (laughs) It's just Someone like should have went. Yes, we do. We go in there and we fucking take him out. <laughs> well, no, I I know that they're just like it's it's unfortunate because I'm just like man, a brother up there hitting another brother in front of all these white folks. Lord have mercy, and it's just like in, in the Dave Chappelle show and uh, on the Chappelle show, there was like we should have never given these niggas money, and I was like, yeah, they're probably thinking that exact thing. <laughs> And it sucks, man. But you know, going back and forth with Kevin, he I, I didn't think it was real. And he was convincing me I think it's real. And we're just going back and forth like this is gonna be a bad look. This is gonna be a bad look. Regardless of how it goes, the that's why I'm like, since it's gonna be a bad look, Chris, man, if it's gonna be a bad look already, don't just get slapped, man. What did you think Will Smith was coming up there to do? Talk to you. I think it just happened so fast. He was just like, because you even hear me, he's like, oh, like he didn't know. Dude, I, that's a problem. I mean, I would say, you know what? That's, I think it's a disconnect from, he's been rich for so long now. Yeah. That's a disconnect from the realities. Like if anybody else, you put somebody up on stage and a person start, you make a joke about a person's wife and they start walking on stage, you're yeah. on guard. You're like, oh, is this dude? And you're thinking he probably won't, but I'm ready if he does. Chris was just totally totally shocked by what he's like whoa oh my god i'm like oh this just showed uh, here's one more thing we can throw into this here about why it may have happened that way and this is not me like i actually heard because howard stern was talking about this for like an hour yes. and a half yesterday and this one uh. of his callers called in so i didn't know if there was anything factual about this so i wanted to check while you were talking does the name will packer mean anything to you yes Okay, so producer Will Packer makes Oscars history by employing an all-black production team. The guy that called in is one of his longtime callers, a guy that calls himself King of All Blacks. And he was mentioning that. He was saying that 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 could have been a reason why it went down that way because they they just didn't know what to do, basically. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like they just, oh, fuck, like they froze up. What are we supposed to do right now? Like, what is this? Because here's the thing. I will give them a, a break saying... The last thing you would imagine happening is Will Smith walking yeah. on stage and slapping Chris exactly, Rock. Exactly, because that's what I'm getting at. And it's like, it should have been a night of celebration. We have an all-black yes. production team. Like, it's, you know, you want a black at the Oscars, here we are. And but then yeah, Will loses his shit. And it's like, do they just go, uh. Where's the security, though? <laughs> exactly. Where is the security? And here's the thing. Did they ever need it before? No. Probably it's going to be there next year, I guarantee it. Oh, it's going to be. Here's the thing. And also, Will, do you think 
Like in your brain, what do you think this has set up every comedian to do from here on? Or every heckler to do to a comedian from here on out. Oh, exactly. Because like I know for someone like, like think of, I, I can't think of any like me. I mean like D.L. Hughley, even though he doesn't do it anymore. Jesselnick, uh, you know, Anthony Jesselnick or Ricky Gervais. Guess who they're talking about off the jump? Your wife. Oh, you're just talking about uh, having oh, fodder for the Oh, comedians. dude, it has just set up because they're going to come out. Now that you've given a no-go zone, you've given every comedian the first thing they're going to talk about because it's a no-go. Well, then I'm going. And not only they're going to talk about it, they're not going to be as nice as Chris Rock was. They're going all the way because they know you're not going to do anything. And Chris is going on tour, though. Like his yeah. ticket sales, go figure, have like skyrocketed, right? Because <laughs> everyone I wants to know what he's going to say. Does he say anything? He has to. If he doesn't say something, then he's not defending himself and he's going to come off looking weak. If he does say something, then he's, he's, he's uh, opening up the wound again. Exactly. And, and it's like, of course, now you're saying something. Why didn't you say something on stage then? I mean, dude, I don't know. What would you do? Seriously, like take away ego, take away any All kind of ego away. shit. Take yes. it all away. And I'm asking you, Steve Hudson, you're up on stage. Yes. Will Smith, a guy that yes. you that you maybe not idolize, but you I've definitely known respect. for 30 years. I'm and Chris you respect Rock. His body of work. Yes. And I've known him for 30 years like Chris Rock has. And you know what? Maybe this is incorrect of saying because, you know, the Hollywood, the, the Hollywood elite, they tend to chill, know each other yes. a lot better. But so maybe there is a different side that the public doesn't see. But let's just say for this that, you know, he's he's known as an all around good guy. So here comes Will Smith up on stage. I'm thinking to myself, hey, this dude's just going to come up and riff with me. Yes, absolutely. I think that's what's going to happen. A, yes. because he was smiling. And B, because he just walked up so quickly. He didn't look like, I mean, he didn't rush him. Nothing. He just walked no. up, not mm-hmm. even aggressively, really. He just took some strides and went up there and smack. Yes. So what would Steve Hudson do? You get slapped on stage. I don't know if you, I'm not saying, I'm not challenging your. Uh, no, no, no. I think the immediate reaction, just a human nature is to yeah. hit back. That's the immediate human nature. You get hit, pop, pop. You immediately hit back. But you're on live television. That goes out the window. I think you go into your base, your base uh, model. Because if you get hit, you are because you don't know if another one's coming. You're not assuming that that's just one hit coming. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking, oh crap, is he attacking me? So you're going to hit swing back. That is most people's. But the thing is, again, we have to understand that this person has been rich for so long. They have not even had to think about safety for a long time. I mean, and I, you know, it's a, yeah. it, it, he doesn't. He lost that reflex if he ever had. I don't know if I don't think Chris Rock ever was. That's like, what I was going to say. Reflexively, is that something that Chris Rock would? It even, might not. Is that be. even in his DNA to do something like that? I don't think so. And it's sad because he's going to be penalized for not handling it. Because no, here's what I will say: ninety percent of people. Being real, 90% of if they were like, you know, I would have socked Will Smith. I'm like, okay, let's say this. Would you have gotten on stage in front of all those people and told jokes? Off the jump, he's braver because <laughs> he did that. And he's been doing that thing that most, what is the, isn't that like one of the number one fears of people is public speaking? He's yeah. been doing that for a long time. So off the jump, you got to give him credit. So he's not a total whatever. He's just not a fighting dude 
And unfortunately, you've just given ma- like the the toxic masculinity a big like wave of aha, let's make fun of this dude. That truthfully, it's not in like you said, it might not be in his DNA to do that. Yeah. Can you hate a dude that's not in his DNA to do? Normally he no. walks around with security. Because I don't I just personally I don't fucking condone violence. Yes. Don't get me wrong. There's been times, you know, again, when that whole shit happened to me, I wanted to kill a motherfucker. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm gonna go do it. It's it's such a and it's like I said, the next five months, and I'm almost guaranteeing Chris Rock gets the sh- crap end of the stick, dude. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, dude. It's an ugly place. It's an, oh, and, yeah. and and then everyone's gonna make fun of every time. How long is this slapping meme gonna be around? Where Chris every time Chris Rock says something, he's gonna they're gonna show that. Yeah. But getting back to what I was saying about him being on tour, though, this is that's that's a hairy it's a hairy situation because it's like he really should say something on this. But I guess what I'm trying to say is hit before everyone else hits you. You have to, you have to maybe that's a bad choice of words for what we're talking about here, but I'm talking about like protecting yourself. No, it's totally true. He needs to come out and be like that mug. Like if he makes the way like, man, that mug hurt. Then everyone's laughing with you. Now we're all laughing. But if he doesn't address it at all, or if he just does the whole, I can't believe he did that. And then he slapped me. But like, no, now we're just, you're just explaining what happened. We saw what happened. You know what I'm saying now, but if you're just like, man, I'm like, hurt. that dude got a strong hand. You're like, now you're like, la- now we're all like, ha ha ha. Okay. We're all in on the joke. I just don't think that's where Chris is going. He, his ego, like, dude, imagine you didn't just get slapped in front of a billion people. You got to understand that billion people includes your kids, your ex-wife. Your ex-wives, your ex-girlfriends, they all can be like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. All, you're, you're imagining what people that don't like you are watching and saying about you now. Plus, like, he can't even open the internet. He can't even open the internet. Like, he can't. Oh, don't, you can't. Don't even no. fuck with Twitter right now. Uh-uh. And, and look, let me tell you something. The first thing I'm thinking of is just like, like. I know the first thing he's thinking, like if his is whatever ex-wife that he's, we you know, whatever. Oh, you like, like that, oh. didn't you? Eggs, he's like, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. You, you, uh, for sure. And it sucks because you've now gotten hit in front of so many people. And how demeaning does that feel? Would you rather be hit in front of a bunch of people or like fall down a shit ton of stairs? <laughs> stairs. Game. Yeah, that's no problem. No problem. Stairs are an inanimate or an inanimate answer. I was just wondering. Yeah. It's like an, an object that could not be moved. What are you going to do? Whereas a, another person, they're like, why didn't you do something back? That is going to follow. I think I may be wrong. Maybe the, maybe the uh, society is better than I think. Yeah. I think it follows him and it is going to be a thing with him for the rest of his life. I mean, what a shame for will smith too you know what i mean like and i'm not saying i feel sorry for him in the least i'm saying what a shame to work towards something your entire career and get it and actually deserve it and then you do that now that's just it's just tarnished my first oscar win was tarnished by me assaulting somebody on live television i have now ruined the oscars in the sense that no one can celebrate their win all because of me you know, yeah. now is he that selfish where it's like, yeah, because I mean, it, clearly him and Jada just had a lovely time afterwards. Uh, I don't know, man. There's a smile, but I think. Do you, Steve, hold on a second. Really. Huh. 
you just assaulted someone on mm-hmm. live TV. What in your brain says, you know what? I should go to the after party. Wouldn't you just pop- fucking go home? I just cried in front of a bunch of people because I fucking had a nervous breakdown while giving my Oscar acceptance speech. Maybe I should go home take a nap. Dude, you remember, he had everyone in his ear. They were probably all being like, hey, just come to the after party. Everyone was so pumped on him. He probably forgot he even did it. That's everyone was giving him love. That's my point. It's fucked up. It's jacked up. That's why he went because everybody, I bet you at that after party, everybody was like, hey, yo, what's going on? Will guarantee. Where was bro. Chris Rock? You think he just went home? Oh, for sure. When he went home, he was pissed. You know, <laughs> you know it. He had to go. And oh, like let a, me tell you. Let me tell you what Chris Rock did. Beer. Let me tell you what Chris Rock did, Jay. He looked into the mirror and pretended of what he should have done for the rest of the night, dude. I was curious if he did any more presentations because I was wondering like if his cheek was swollen or something like that. Dude, there's no way Will Smith swole that dude's cheek. His... <laughs> but th- oh, Chris. You know what? He oh, done more. Chris. Think about it though, dude. He could have done more than he we think he did. And here, I'm going to use myself as an example, okay? Mm-hmm. I had braces and I had a bunch of... Uh, before that though, I had some uh, orthodontic surgery to where like I actually had my jaw wired shut, okay? Oh, Jesus. And I was like that for six weeks. Well, after that, my buddy's like, hey, you want to go see Mastodon in San Francisco? I'm like, sure, let's do it. So we go to the show and he's big on being up in the front. So I wasn't really expecting it. He grabs me to pull me up front and just so happens that these two dudes started swinging at each other. Holy crap. And as I'm getting pulled, I catch, I get clocked. I get caught, uh, excuse me, I get uh, clocked in the jaw is what I'm trying to say. And I have had issues ever since. So who's to say? I mean, think Maybe about it. He wasn't more, ready for that. Yeah, he no, you're right. You're Will right. Will Smith fucking hits him. Now he's got TMJ problems for the rest. And he's of big. Life. And Will Smith is not a small fella. No, he's not. He's looks way bigger for some reason these yeah, days. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a bigger dude. Now he's not. Remember, and the, here's the funny part: dude. there was a time where, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger and and Stallone weren't the norm. Yeah, you know, we could say that you know uh, later on through the throughout the '90s, Will Smith wasn't a small guy in our brains. Now we see The Rock and Momoa again. We're like, okay, Will Smith isn't. But for a normal person, Will Smith is not a small guy. No, you know, how, he's how tall is that cat? Six you know? foot two. Okay, that's tall enough. It's a That'll good it. size, and he's and not. Chris Rock is definitely in the fives. Five eight, five nine. Ah, let's give him five ten. And he's skinny. He's skinny as a rail, dude. And yeah. and that's so when and you're if you're not ready, number one, luckily he didn't bust his eardrum. Or did he? We don't know anything yet. I'm hoping he didn't, but all these things, like I said, it's gonna show, it's gonna put a spotlight on society, on where we are with um, you know, because I mean, I get for some people when they're just like, it feels good to see somebody protect. Uh, a woman, specifically a black woman, up on stage. I'm like, okay, I get that, but my issue is, I don't think he would have done it to somebody else. If if he if he was a, if he did it, if he would have done that in front of anybody, if I had the sense he would have done that, no matter who was up on stage, well, then we're talking about a different situation. No, we've already said he would not have slapped. No him. freaking way! And people that are like, yes, he would have. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. Come on, bruh, bruh. <laughs> What are we talking about? Right? Even bullies, even bullies know their limitations. No question. They're Not certain. saying he's a bully, but you know what I'm saying. Even if someone can't fight, like The Rock doesn't need to fight well. 
No, he just needs to connect. That's it. <laughs> he just has to connect. And also, he's fought fake for so long that if he did a real rock bottom on you, even if it was like, this is the best I can do from, you're going to get hurt because he's wrestled for so long. So my thing is, man, ultimately, it's, I see all the sides talking right now, all the sides saying this, all the sides saying that. And I'm going to ask you this. If my girl got clowned by Chris Rock, I walk up and slap Chris Rock. Do I get the same pass that Will Smith did? And if not, something is wrong then. You have to at least admit, well, then something's wrong. Hell no, I don't get the, I don't walk away with a complimentary cake even let alone an oscar and uh, what was it like a hundred and forty eight thousand dollar gift bag or some crazy come shit on like that? dan that's insane and it's all the time yeah maybe I'm, i could be wrong on my number but it's up there oh make make no mistake i remember one it was like a small little nothing party and they're like yeah we all walked with ipads and it was a nothing party so who knows what they got in their gift oh, bags the whole thing leaves a bad taste in my mouth dude i mean it i'm not normally one taste. to like you know you know me i don't speak on everything but this is so topical, but it just makes me wonder what happens next. What has what gates have this opened? What's going to happen at the Grammys? What's going to happen at, you know what I'm saying? What's going to happen when a comedian says something that the audience member doesn't like? Because that's how we are as Americans. We just fucking go, oh, it's okay to do it. Let's do it in fucking, you know, in yeah. herds. Everyone's going to do it. So I really think that this is something that they need to address. And then the other question I ask you, I already know the answer to it, but I want to know what you think. You're in charge of the Oscars. Do you ban Will Smith from the Oscars? Hmm. Now that's an interesting question. Um, he made a public think. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying he's made a public apology. There's nothing more. I would say, have you talked to Chris? And he was like, yes. I would say I wouldn't ban him. There's nothing more he can do. In a perfect world, that's exactly what you do. You apologize to the person you hit and you make a public apology. He's done both of those things now. And I'm like, well, in a perfect world, that's what I want. And so, no, I don't ban him. I just, I'm very, I'm much more careful. I would say, hey, you need to make this known that if it's not your time to be on stage and you cross this line as far as the first step, unless you're helping somebody up the stairs, you will have to leave the building. Done. I don't care if you're Tom Cruise. And that's another thing. Like, Will Smith was the black, like, he was the nice Tom Cruise guy. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought, oh, he's just adorable. Because remember when Tom Cruise got that stuff squirted in his face during the interview? No. There was a thing, a kid did a prank on Tom Cruise on a red carpet where he asked him, he's like, can you speak closer than the mic? And there was a squirt thing in the mic and he squirted Tom Cruise in the face. (laughs) And Cruise backed up. He's like, why would you do that? And his publicist is like, let's just keep it. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, why would you do that to me when I I came up and I was so, he's like, I I came up and was going to give you an interview. Why would you do that? And I'm like, that's how you do it. You're like, no, I'm not running away like you think I am. Why would you do that? You're like, oh, that's interesting. That's a different. And you kind of are laughing at first, but then it gets real. And you're like, well, now I can't laugh anymore. <laughs> now he's genuinely asking, why would you do that to me on the red carpet? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. What do you get from this? And I'm like, there's a, ultimately, obviously a lot of it is his publicist. Like Tom Cruise's publicist probably knows exactly how to like, because remember, number one, we should not all be rooting for Will Smith. The dude is a Scientologist. Can we be real? Can we be real? That's true. 
That dude, that's crazy. Well, it's just as crazy as you're rooting for Tom fucking Cruise. That's what, but I'm saying we shouldn't be rooting for any of these guys. No. Off the, that's what brought it to mind. I'm like, these all are crazy people. And so let's just be real. When we get down to it, this is a millionaire slapping a millionaire, one of which is in a cult. <laughs> so I'm not going to be rooting for no Jack on Will Smith. Crazy I don't world care, are we in, man. What crazy world are we living I am in? not trying to trip on no give him a, but I wouldn't ban him. But let's all, when y'all are like, I'm glad to see this. Hey, bruh, do you know what that church has done to people? And you're going to be rooting for this, man. You better, man, please listen, listen, bruh, listen, not a chance, man, not a chance. So I would say I wouldn't ban him, but I would be that, uh, that, uh, George Clooney gif, like looking over the bushes at that dude during the show, I'd be like, "Hey, keep an eye on that brother, yeah. that dude." Because I'm gonna tell you right now, you know who I would get for the next, um, for the next Oscars? Who's that? They, like someone like D.L. Hughley, someone who does crowd work and clowns everybody, and be like, "You are gonna get ripped to shreds." And guess what you're gonna do? Sit there and take it so that you guys remember what comedy is. Because remember the roasts? Yes. And they just sat there and took it. And they went way harder. Oh, yeah. Than the this. roasts are way harder. I mean, they're like, way harder. Roasts are soul crushing. Soul crushing. And you just have to deal with it and just be like, okay, the only reason that this person is destroying me like this right now is because, number one, I invited him to do so, knowing what he knows about me. And I invited this. But number two, I just have to understand that this used to be a comedic thing. And uh, so, yeah, man, I'm not buying. You already know I'm not on Will Smith's side. Scientology, man. What are we doing? Like, what are we, what are we, what are we talking about right now? Well, and also, yeah. until you go and beat up August, shut up. That should have been the first cat you 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 showed up on. You, it should have been the first dude. He boned your wife, G. And you did nothing. <laughs> Bro, listen. Well, again, though, that's the thing. I'm not saying I'm condoning it or or it's what I would do. But if it is consensual, let's just say it is, that's their business. That's their business. You that's know? Their and, business. And, it, and that's the other thing, too. It's like, oh, you know, again, kind of going back to the will side of things, I'm, I'm trying to rationalize this, and I don't think there is any rationale to it. But, you know, it's like all of these things are going on. Yes, I let my wife fuck other people and everything. But because it's this arrangement, we still respect and love each other. It's still there in this weird way that we, a lot of people can't seem to get their, yeah. their minds around. Yeah. But to them, yeah. it's perfectly normal, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I think we probably talked a lot about yeah, that. Yeah, we got it. We, we, we got a the lot gist. about that. So, but here's the, one last question. Yes. Next year, Will Smith's in the front row again, right? Yes. Do they mention it? They better. They will, right? They have to. They're, they're, I, I want the comedian to destroy will smith next year who's dl hughley huh? that's your choice i would not, not you know what it would either have to be because i know people are chomping at the bit it's either gonna be someone like that or they're gonna beg ricky to do it or they're gonna go real soft and get billy crystal uh, they might go real soft i kind of want to see ricky gervais do it even though i'm not Dude. a true fan of him i, I think i want to he would go he will here's destroy. the problem he would go so overboard that I'd be like at a certain point, I'd be like, "Hey, Will, you're gonna kind of have to, <laughs> you're gonna, you gotta have to get up there." <laughs> but no, Ricky Gervais is gonna go overboard, and Will Smith ain't gonna do a freaking thing. Or, you know what? He's not coming next year. 
You think? Will Smith ain't coming next year. We'll see. Not Maybe a he'll chance. He'll be busy. He'll be busy filming that movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there is a thing before we leave I wanted to talk about. Oh, I really want to talk about one thing. Oh, do you? Well, I mean, it's important to me. It's important. Okay. I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Then you go. Uh, so this was not a good weekend for me, actually. Uh-huh. Um, I, Friday night, I was walking around Target with my daughter. And uh, she was looking for makeup, which just bores me to no end. So I looked, I took my phone out. It's around eight o'clock in the evening. And I see what is some of the worst news that I could honestly see that that is not um, related to me. And it is that, again, this is something that everyone knows about right now. But the Foo Fighters drummer, Taylor Hawkins, died at the age of 50 while on tour in Columbia. And... I got to tell you, Steve, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly why I feel the way I do, but this has hit me harder than any celebrity death period. Like Prince, I I took it hard, but I'll be honest in the sense that, you know, a lot of, I say this sometimes and I always have to defend or say, Oh, you know, I did it for a certain reason. No, I'm just going to be honest with you. And I, and I don't really know why Um, I've been trying to think about that this entire time. I don't know why I reacted this way, but I was pretty much silent after that. You know, my daughter and I were like days because she's a Foo Fighters fan as well. And we were, we drove home. And when I got there, I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And, and, you know, this guy was beloved. I mean, like everyone loves Taylor Hawkins. You know, he was an all around good guy with Mm -hmm. the only times he ever did anything that was like a, a a mark on his reputation was to himself. He had a drug problem, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, so I just kept thinking about all this stuff and I started thinking about his family and that he's got these three little kids. And, and then I started thinking about his relationship with Dave Grohl and how, when I've seen the band and I've always said it on this show that they are the best live band I've ever seen, period. Mm-hmm. I like other bands better, but live, they are the top notch thing. And it really has a lot to do with the, the chemistry between Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl, like it mm-hmm. really is the Dave and Taylor show when you see this. Yes. And, and it made me so fucking sad that I'll never see that again. You know, like, like it's one of my favorite things in the world to go and watch them play yeah. and to release whatever you want to call it. I mean, I've lost my voice going to these shows. Like I literally, literally, and it's my own dumb fault. Can't sing anymore like karaoke and shit like that because I blasted out my voice singing fucking uh, white limo. If you know mm-hmm. that song, um, but when I got home, I, I, I was sitting there and we were just kind of talking. Everyone, it was later. It was like 930 and, and uh, we were all sitting around and I, I had to excuse myself, dude. And I, I went into the, and I, I'm sitting right where I was then and I just fucking let it out, dude. I cried like a fucking baby. It was the craziest thing. It made me so sad. And then and I've never had that before. Like I was really I was really, really bummed out and sad when Prince died and a few others. But. I never had this yeah. and I don't understand why, but then the next day I'm still like this. It's my son's birthday and I wake up and I'm just so fucking sad about this. Yeah. And I'm in the shower and I just start fucking crying again. Like, and not just like a tear coming. I mean, I'm fucking crying and I, and I, I don't know. I don't know how to process this one, man, because he was just such a good guy and, and, and a fucking beast. Like seriously, one of the best living drummers that were around, you yeah. know, um, he had a style of his own and everything, but I'll go ahead and say he was my favorite drummer period. 
I'm not going to compare talent. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yes. And I just, it's crazy, dude. I don't know. I, I can't get over this. I feel like I've taken a loss mm-hmm. on this and it just kills me to think of what like Dave Grohl and, you know, the family, of course, Yes, his family, of course, but you know, his fans, obviously I, they're feeling it too, but I'm, I think I'm most sad about for, for Dave Grohl because it's yeah. like, you know, he had Kurt Cobain who was his best friend and he's on top of the world. He had a friend, I think his name was Jimmy. Wasn't it? You read the book. Wasn't his name Jimmy? That died. I forgot his name. Uh, yeah. yeah. But he had a childhood best friend that passed away. Mm-hmm. And now his fucking like this, the, the, the Dave Grohl Taylor Hawkins story is a love story. It's mm-hmm. a bromance. It's whatever you want to call it. It's a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And it was just so apparent every time you saw them on TV together and in interviews. I mean, the, like, you know, that joke about find find a person that looks at you the way that uh, Taylor Hawkins looks at Dave. Grohl. Oh, yeah, for sure. That for sure. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, in real life. And yes. it's just so fucking sad to me, dude. Like, honestly, I, I almost turned on the mic that night just to get my feelings out because I'm like, yeah. what am I? What am I? what am I feeling right now? You know what I mean? I know it's like morning, but why is it this strong? And to this day, I, I don't know what it is, hmm. but I am absolutely fucking devastated by this. I just don't know what happens next. I don't know how Foo Fighters continue. At least obviously they're not going to be in that version anymore. And does the dynamic change? Of course it does. Does Dave Grohl decide to wrap up the Foo Fighters and just do something else? There's just so many open-ended questions that I don't, they don't need to be answered just yet. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's, that's my take on it. I'm, I'm absolutely devastated by this. It's such a sad story and such a loss to the music world. And, and it really, even though, you know, people have their demons, it really couldn't happen to a better person. Yeah. It's, it was, I was, I was shocked. Like, you know, I was absolutely shocked. I would say that, I mean, hypothetically, I'm not, I don't know, but, um, part of the reason you might be so sad is because number one, you guys are around the same age. This is, we have never in our lives been raised with a band that was around our age. We had was truly fans of them, saw them come from where they were till now and then stop. Like one of them goes. And this is the ending of that. This is the end of what you loved. Yeah. This is it. And you, there's no other band that you've experienced this with. Like you've grown with them and this is it. That's a big loss. That's I a huge loss. I myself getting choked up thinking about it, dude. It's so yeah. crazy. It's so crazy. You, You're not even making it up. No, it's all the way from the time you were grown with them. And then you saw the, the, this massive death and the end of an era like this is the end of the Foo Fires. Of course, it's going to be devastating. I don't think I've ex- I have not experienced that yet because everyone that I loved were so much older than I was. I didn't have a band that was my age. And then I grew with them. Yeah. And then it's over. Like everyone that's in your age group that loved them like that is feeling the same way. Like this is a family friend that's gone. We've gone to a million concerts. Yeah. And it's never happening again. That is devastating. There is all you have are memories. So why is that? It's not a shocker that you're so devastated by this because they didn't just represent concerts you went to. Attached to those concerts are memories. Attached yeah. to those concerts are um, 
uh, things that you did that day of the concert. Attached to those concerts are things that happened when you were listening to that music. Like there's a million things that are attached to the memories of the Foo Fighters that you have. And it's not just the Foo Fighters. It's that version of the Foo Fighters. A Foo Fighters that is now gone. I literally had a fucking tear come down my face right now. It's crazy. That that is the truth. I just don't understand. Fuck. I don't know why I'm, it's just crazy that, that it's bringing out, like I'm literally fucking crying right now and I just don't understand why. I mean, I don't, I don't I think mean, it's, you, a, I know you yeah. just gave me a good example. No, no, no. That's not the full answer though. No. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's, I guess I understand why, but it's like, I, I just haven't experienced this. So it's a, it's a foreign feeling to me. Crying yeah. is not a foreign feeling to me. Crying for someone that I don't know is a foreign feeling to me, you know? Well, yeah. but you knew, like, I, that's a thing about artists. I think when you say, I don't really know them, yeah. be like, but you knew the most personal thing of them yeah. that they shared with you. It's just crazy. Their art. That's yeah. the most personal thing that they could share. They shared. So you feel like you knew them. Yeah. Because, and and that's the sad part, man. Well, there's a million sad things about this. The, the terribly sad thing about this is, one of the many sad things about this is, again, Dave Grohl having lost two friends. But knowing that for everyone that's seen them, they'll never see them again. And for everyone that's never see them, seen them, that time is gone. Yeah. My daughter is really, really feeling that right now because she had to miss, because she had finals. Mm-hmm. I had a ticket for her. She had to miss the Foo Fighters last time they came through. And then uh, the last time we saw them, she had something going on. She couldn't go then either. So it just, it sucks for her. It sucks for a lot of people that have wanted to see that. And of course. I'm just glad that I got to. I, you I, got I'm to sorry that I sound like a cheese ball by crying right now, but uh, it is what it is, man. I'm going through something that I, I just, I was wondering on Saturday as I'm sitting at this fucking desk and, or excuse me, in the shower and crying, I'm like, I, I, like I was saying, I was trying, I was thinking about recording something to get my thoughts out, but I just don't think, I didn't think I could get through it. And that just yeah. proves it because we are now in Tuesday. <laughs> it's been several days since his passing and mm-hmm. I can't get my shit together. It's just, it's, it's I mean, like, I think it's also, uh, I, in my opinion, I might be wrong. I think it's, it may be even a little bit more than Taylor Hawkins. It may be connected to other things. Maybe there's a memory attached or something. I don't but think I, so. I think it's just it's just the story itself. It's just so fucking sad. And that oh, what I was gonna say too, and, and again, this has you know a grain of salt because this is just what I feel. Yes. And I don't know if there's any like maybe it'll come out later because you know there's gonna be another book coming out at some point. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll hear this story. And I, I have nothing to base this on other than my own personal experience. But if you'll recall, the day after, I think it was the day after that we saw, I saw Foo Fighters, we recorded. And I'd mentioned to you that it, something was off that night. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they went. Oh, through, you did say that. Yeah, yeah you did they say went that, yeah. through the show uh-huh. and they did a great job. And anyone that had never seen them before wouldn't have noticed a thing. Yes. You know, but to me, I was just like, something's off, man. I feel like they're kind of phoning it in, even like they're. You know, because I've seen them enough time to know that they're going to say some shit. Oh, we're going to play this all. We're going to play all night. You know, all that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. And you know, that's that's Dave Grohl's thing. That's what he does. That's what's entertaining about him. But he's saying all those things. You know, Taylor gets out from behind the the drum set, and he goes and he sings some Queen song or sings a Queen song, and Dave plays and everything like that. And so you have the whole Foo Fighter formula right in front of you. It's playing out nicely. But and I just always wonder if anyone else thought this. I was just thinking something's just not right. And mm-hmm. I kept looking at and I can show you the video if you want. I'll show I'll do a screenshot of it. Um I kept thinking that night, like, man, he looks emaciated. I'm talking about Taylor Hawkins. 
he just looks emaciated. I mean, he's, he's not a big guy to begin with. He's lanky, tall. You know, he's got a beard hiding his face and he's got like these big teeth. So he kind of looks like he's super skinny all the time. But that night I was like, he just, he just looks bad. Like he doesn't look well, you know what I mean? And then this is the part where I'm completely speculating is the following night they flew to New York and they were going to do a night there. And then they were going to fly to Dubai and they were going to play the, Jesus, dude. this after, well, they're fucking Foo Fighters, but they were going to do, they were going to do this uh, after concert for like this big race, whatever's in, I'm not a car race car guy. So whatever the big race is in Dubai, they were going to go ahead and headline that show. And they never said what, who it was. They never spoke on it again, but they had to cancel that particular show because one of the, food, the quote unquote Foo Fighters family had to go to the get rushed to the ER. So it kind of makes me wonder, and I kind of, I don't really like throwing this stuff out there, but I know that our show's small enough to where it's not going to go in everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not Howard Stern is what I'm getting at, but like, it just makes me wonder if like, you know, they were well aware of his relapse and just trying to get him through the tour. Is that official? Well, that he relapsed. Yeah. Well, I'll just listen. I don't know if it's completely official yet, but they, you know, according to the Columbia police, their toxic, excuse me, their toxicological tests on his urine. I'm reading this right now. uh, Preliminary preliminarily found 10 psychoactive substances in medicine, including marijuana, opioids, tricyclic antidepressants and benzodiazepines. That's not what a sober person keeps with them. And again, you know, I'm speculating. No, no, totally. And you know what the interesting thing is? As soon as you said what their 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 schedule was, yeah. I mean, how do you even? It's so taxing. Like it's so taxing. Having read that book, I even thought when I heard the the news, I was like, maybe just the stress of the traveling, and it was so hard on them. And that wouldn't have surprised me if that just happened, or if it was just a natural situation. And it's like, no matter the cause, this amazing light bulb of talent is gone. And it's just like, I, and, and it was such a, I know the first thing I thought was obviously about his family and friends and this is such a bad situation, but it was just like, you just never know and go see your art. Don't, don't wait to see the people that you, you value their talent and you value them. Just go see them and let them know the the dope thing I saw is everyone that said that they love Taylor Hawkins like the the you know Ringo Starr and all these people Quest Love they like you know with the pictures that you see that they showed them that love and gave him his flowers while he was here yeah like it wasn't just a man I wish I would have told him how dope he was no they were like oh man yeah love that dude yeah and I always so, told him and he was so fucking talented that he played with so many different people and so many different yeah. styles. I mean, he even played on a Coheed and Cambria album. That's yeah. what I, I saw that. Yeah, it was uh, No World for Tomorrow. They had actually lost, again, to drugs. They lost their bass player, not Jesus, and their current drummer, who's back now. And uh, they had both taken off. They couldn't handle the tour anymore. They were both on uh, opioids. And uh, so there's uh, other, there. they had this guy named Chris Penny that was playing drums for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he contractually he was with a band called uh, Dillinger Escape Plan and contractually he could not record on their album because they hadn't released him from the label yet so I guess he pretty much wrote out what he wanted but Taylor Hawkins was the guy that played that and it is insanely good it's so of course. good he's but, so um, he, he's he's an incredible he was an incredible musician yeah sounds like an incredible friend yeah um, incredible performer and man look he's gonna be devastatingly miss and uh 
I, 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 my heart goes out to his family, friends, uh, Dave Grohl, especially since it rests on his shoulders what happens now. Yeah. And there is no good answer. Mm-mm. You go forward, people are going to be like, why? It's not even the same Foo Fighters. And even if it sounds almost the same, people are going to walk out the stadium and be like, it's not the same without, he knows that's going to happen. If he ends it, that's a piece of him that's gone. Like that means that the thing that he loves to do so much, it's over. So not only did he lose a friend, he also lost the, you know, this thing that they built together. Yeah. And so it's like, there's no good, let alone just being, just having lost, like his wife, his family, his friends, just having lost that amazing shining light. I just feel bad for everybody involved in my heart and all the good vibes in the world goes out to the family, friends, um, and fans, uh, diehard fans of not only the Foo Fighters, but of Taylor Harkins uh, specifically. Because there's yeah. some people that were just friends of his oh, drumming, yeah, yeah. having no idea that, oh, he played for this group. No, he just like, you know, they see him drum. They'd watch his yeah. videos of him drumming. So they were just like, Jesus, Taylor Hawkins, the great drummer. You know, I love to see those things. They're like, awesome drummer, Taylor Hawkins, instead of like Foo Fighters member. I like that they specified this incredibly talented drummer is gone. Skip who he drummed for. Regardless of where he was, he was amazing on his own. And you see that a lot from musicians. They're like, dude, this dude could play, man. Yeah. That dude could play his tail he off. He had the respect, dude. Yeah. Oh, no. He was he was legit. You know, uh, not saying that it means it, but, you know, when Questlove is just gutted, he's like, this dude is just so incredibly talented. You know, you know when you, the Ringo Starr. Like, oh my god, John dedicated something to him, dude. Come on, I mean, and that's more than just that being had a talented, me going too. <laughs> yeah, that's more than just being a talented musician. What that is, is being a person that you love, a person yeah. that you adore, a person that is just a wonderful person. Like Lionel Richie said, I can teach a person how to play a C chord, I can't teach them how to be wonderful and chill on a tour bus, and that's where you spend most of your time. You have to, that's not something that could be taught. Yeah, that's what you look for. And Taylor Hawkins was that guy, and he was that guy, and so you know, my heart goes out to everybody involved a couple things real quick and then i'll uh we'll, we can wrap it up but uh if you only know about taylor hawkins from foo fighters or maybe you're just who's this taylor hawkins guy now because everyone's talking about it uh it's not just foo fighters like you should really go and check out taylor hawkins and the coattail riders they've got a great couple albums he's like he's really fucking talented he's a great singer uh he's just a well-rounded musician and then if I, oh, this is the part that makes me so sad because i never got a chance to see these guys but he did this amazing classic rock cover band like way it's just it's just doing so much more than a regular cover band does and they're called chevy metal unfortunately they are now defunct but uh, i would definitely check them out on youtube and look at some of their shows another you know that's another thing like dave Grohl would play with them too they just had that love dude it's so fucking sad but what i was going to say is um i don't think that the the full toxicology report is out yet so I guess grain of salt, but this is everything that I've been reading. And something that I found interesting is that when they did the autopsy on him, forensic experts found during the examination that his heart weighed at least, at least 600 grams. That's double the average of the normal human heart. So there was a lot going on there. He had cardiomegaly. That's when you have an enlarged heart. So it could have been for a number of reasons. You know what I mean? It could have been, he always had this. When you have those drugs in your room, Maybe I'm putting two and two together too quickly. And I, and I really hope 
if anything that can come out of this, it would be the it would be a natural cause thing. I don't think that's going to be the case, but that's just me. But yeah, isn't that interesting, dude? Double the size of the human heart. That is interesting, dude. Yeah, you just don't know what's going on in someone's body, man. No, when they're you walking do not. around, having a great time, making people laugh, you know. But just anyway, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, my heart goes out to their to his family and to his the band and just to anyone that's ever had a chance to meet him and and know how. Like, I honestly feel like I fucking know this guy and I don't, but I've always had this, this impression that he's just a wonderful human being and it's just such a tragic loss. And, uh, I'll stop talking about it before I start fucking crying again. But anyway, thanks <laughs> no, for that's listening okay. to my TED No, talk. ladies and gentlemen, that is, uh, on that wonderful note of love, uh, you know, uh, that is the show for the day. And the next voice you're going to be hearing is the man, the myth and the legend, Danathan, the manathan. Guys, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we'll be back soon with episode 187. 200's around the corner. We're going to start making some plans for that one. Hopefully we can do something special with that. But thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. That's Heroes of Pod, excuse me, Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. Go to the website. You can you can hit us up there. You can leave us reviews. You can check out our past shows if you're new to this. If you are new to the Heroes of Noise, we don't normally spend this much time talking about topical stuff. We do reviews and things like that too, but we had important shit to talk about, at least to us, and it made for a good show, I think. So thanks for listening. Steve, always a pleasure recording with you, sir. Likewise, my friend. All right. You have yourself a good day, my friend, and we're going to go ahead and sign off now. Anything else to say before I go? Nope. I love you all. Ladies and gentlemen, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. Thank you.